It's unt- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So. Hi, my name is Timo, aka Tim O Spears, and Lipe, aka Lipe Servat, and you're listening to Original Doll, the podcast. Hello. Hello. Are we on? I hope so. Yes. Um. I, I, I think we're having fun. It seems like these podcasts have been flying by. Right? You, don't you feel the same? I feel the same way. I feel like I cannot believe we are actually in oops. <laughs> like, I thought exactly. we were going to last, like, I don't know, two or three singles. <laughs> Literally, I know. I thought we were going to last. It's just, it's, it seems like it, we started this such a long time ago, but it feels like yesterday at the same time. So I'm glad that it's been a lot of fun for the both of us. Um, yes. And I'm so happy to see that people are staying engaged with us, especially on our Instagram. Uh, we live for it. So, hi, I'm Timothy, and this is Lipe. Hi, and Felipe. <laughs> you can call me Lipe. And um, I go by Timo Spears, but I might be changing my Instagram name soon. Stay so tuned for that. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, exactly. Our Instagram is Original Doll the Podcast. We are. Please follow us. Give us a follow. We're also on Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter. Is, um, Doll the Podcast. What is the handle? It's called Doll the Podcast. Yeah, just follow us on social media platforms. Tag us when you're listening. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite streaming platform. Most likely, wherever you listen to your podcast, it's probably there. I'm so happy that we are like still growing. The last, I don't remember if it was the Peter episode. Yes. Um, we had 28 countries listening to us, and I just checked. We are now in 41 different countries. Can you believe that? Yes. That yes. sounds like a lot of people around the world like us. And it's, it's good because we try to be most both international. Yes. And we love all types of men, regardless of skin color or whatever country <laughs> you're from. We love you guys. Um, Fontana actually told us something recently, right? Fontana gave us a little insight about the men in Sweden. Oh my gosh, yes, she so did. So if you're Swedish and you're listening to, feel free to slide in the DMs. Because <laughs> we, heard, we heard a little rumor. We just want to confirm that rumor. Exactly. It sounds very big. So, so <laughs> It sounds very big. So yeah, again, give us a tag when you're listening to us on whatever platform. And we'll make sure we're post to you. And... Um, most recently, Halloween kind of happened, and I tried to, like, see if any friends or anyone was sh- showing up as Brittany. I tried to share it on our stories, so we like to stay interactive with everyone. Exactly. And just so you guys, let, just so you guys know, yesterday was Halloween. We are recording this episode the day after. We are all in hangover, right? <laughs> or maybe it's just mm, me. I'm actually good. <laughs> You're I'm good. So good? I'm like a sugar hangover, because I did have, like, a big... I had a lot of sugar yesterday. Oh, my I God. I, I caved in. But, I had a Reese's Pieces uh, milkshake. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> no boys came to my yard though, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> me neither. I was the, wearing yeah. this mask. Oh, you guys can check on my personal account. And I was very slutty, but I did not make out with anybody. It was just kind of <gasps> sad. But... Wow, that's growth, y'all. That's growth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a year slacking. So yeah, you may have you might have heard a guest on. So basically, we try to have a, a special guest on every single podcast that we have. And this week we have. How do you say your Instagram name? Oh, I, it's like Chambreezy. It's because my we la- have. 
My last name Chambrizy. is Chambliss, and so it's just like a play on my last name. But you can just call me Jesse. It's fine. You don't have to call me yes. Chambliss. Yes. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> yes. I hey, like Jesse. That. So basically, um, <laughs> I met Jesse on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Cool. We stayed connected on TikTok, and then we followed each other on Instagram. And then I told him, like, hey, you got to check out my podcast. And he's been very interactive to the point that he's been begging to be on every episode. So he is excited to no. be. Shame. For sure, for no sure. No shame. I took notes. I've been ready for my moment, okay? <laughs> no, I'm living. I'm, I'm happy that you're excited because we want, you know, interactive people who are going to yes. you know, stay engaged yeah. and happy to be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's I me. live for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So talk to me. Who are you? What's your social media accounts? Yeah. Where do you How live? How did you find us? And Single, yeah, married, where do you top, live? bottom. Okay. All of I, oh, I heard you're married. What? Is that true? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You're ridiculous. Um, before we were recording, I, they were talking about how they like hit on every guest, which I've heard every episode, and that is confirmed to be true. And so I was like, <laughs> listen, I, I was like, I'm, I'm in a relationship, happily in a relationship. I was like, but feel free to hit on me because I love the attention. So, yes. Um, Aww, <laughs> yes. My name is Jesse. You, you guys are so sweet. My name is Jesse. Um, I am from... A, this is part of my like Britney journey, so this is why I'm going to say this. But like, I'm from a small town in Arkansas of like 2,000 people, um, <gasps> and yeah, so little little country boy, but not even really. little literally Kentwood. Oh my god! Yeah, so I really though I really feel like I'm from Kentwood, um, but no. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm 29. I um, have worked in education for my whole career until like a couple of months ago, and so now I work for a software company. Um, cool. And I am obviously a huge Britney fan. I love pop music. Um, and, you know, I just, I'm an educated white gay who loves Britney. And that's just all there is, you know? That's what's I important to know about me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so, so Timo and I connected on TikTok, and I don't even remember why. Um, okay. I know that it was probably like, us dancing because you you know I don't I don't know exactly what it was but I don't think it was about Britney but then I saw that you were a Britney stan and I was like my people like I'm trying I have to find my people you know yeah. I, I told you that like growing up in you know being from Arkansas like you're not gonna in like some very small town Arkansas I didn't I found people who like obviously like liked Britney Spears because she of her like huge impact but I didn't find my, like, people until adulthood. And so, like, when I find people like Timo, like, I'm just like, okay. Or as Lipe would say, Timo. Um, <laughs> you know, I have to, like, um, <laughs> I, I'm love. like, yes, we are going to be friends. I'm latching on, and you're my people. So love that. I, uh, you're my connected. people. Yeah, you're yeah. on the podcast, so you're already my people. Exactly. Yeah, Otherwise, so you wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit with us, Jesse. That's where, what you're wait, saying. And I'm, I'm sorry for my geographic locations, but where, where are Kansas? Where is it? Is it, is it Northwest? Okay. Yeah, so it's in it's in like the northwest corner of the state, so it's okay. like by Oklahoma and Missouri, basically like my little town. And, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, and then like we're right on top of Texas, and I live in Texas now, and so oh, cool. I I've lived a couple of different states, but I I'm now in Texas, Dallas, Texas, and so the big D people. If you're ever in Dallas, <laughs> yeah, let me know. Everything's bigger here, not really. <laughs> so um yes that's what I, I love that i love that cool i love dallas I, I think we've all visited dallas right you visited felipe no i only been to austin and i had oh. very big surprises there 
<laughs> okay. Well, Sorry. you know. Anyway, so about Dallas, um, it's not as like <laughs> as Austin, yeah. but we can make it fun. Like yeah. I love to karaoke. I love to go out and dance. Um, so, and all of the things. Eat all the food. What is the name of the, the it's like a Cowboys theme in the neighborhood in Dallas. What Round is it called? Round Up. Round Up. Mm-hmm. And they actually play a lot of pop music. Yeah, like they past do. Past Midnight, it's like pop music yes, central. you are correct. So they play like Katy Perry, Britney Spears, yeah. Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I cried there. I, they played Rihanna, uh, We Found Love, and I cried. I was like, I was just so emotional. So yeah, no, so before we kind of go into like the deeper episode of, you know, Britney Spears and stuff along those lines, I wanted to share some things and some opinions. Um, I took some notes. So recently a lot of, and Felipe knows this, a lot of Britney Spears Instagram accounts have been deleted. Mm -hmm. I want to say what, maybe like 15 accounts were deleted within a three to four day, um, Period. Really? It was it was crazy. crazy. We had our friends Britney Online Brazil go away. We had Britney the Sagittarius account get deleted. Lawyers for Britney, and then on top of that, uh, an impersonator. I forget her name in Orlando, oh, Florida. Ashley Ashley Britzer, I think. Ashley, oh, I guess yes, she. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I forgot your name. You're going to be on the podcast soon. Yeah. Is that, like, uh, so yes, yes, yes. She's like so excited to be on. So, yeah. I, and I want to definitely ask her how she feels about her account getting deleted. But unfortunately, I want to say maybe six of those accounts, mm-hmm. especially with the bigger platforms, mm-hmm. have regained control to their accounts. So that's good. So thank you to the the people, the Free Britney Army, yes. who like, were like contacting support on Instagram and Facebook every day. And, you yeah, know, it's been a process. Um, it's been a process. Like, I used to be part of the Britney Line Brazil, and they got deleted. They created a new account. They already had, you know, 1,500 followers. And then this morning, they shut down again. So now we... That's wild to me. I was talking to my friend Alan, which is the administrator for the page, and we're not sure if it was, a, you know, at this time, the second time around, if it was Britney's team or somebody just you know, doing for hate or like, we have no idea, but it, it did happen two times in the less than a week. So, you know, it's really, really complicated times, I guess. It seems like they're not going for personal pages. So that's the good news is that it doesn't seem, other than Ashley, she's an impersonator, it doesn't necessarily seem like they're going for personal pages. Like I, I you know, they didn't come for me or Sloan. Yeah. Who might be a, a future podcast yeah. guest. Um, and you, so especially I, um, you, you've been well, so like you know active about the free Britney and everything. I was surprised that they didn't cancel you. <laughs> I think it's because we're we're personal pages. Yeah. It's like so you can't tell us we're not being ourselves because we're that's what we it are. Makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like my name is Timo. Yeah. My name is Timothy. I'm not pretending to be Britney Spears. And I, I guess maybe with Ashley, they might be like, oh, this person's impersonating or mimic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation around what's going on, like, both with Britney mm-hmm. and with this whole, like, movement, but I just don't really understand, like, let's say, I, I try not to, like, speak in definites, but, like, let's say that Britney's team is behind this, right? Mm-hmm. And this was a targeted thing that was happening. What is the motive? Like, how is this going to, like, exactly. be good for her as a, because, you know, like, as a marketable person, how is this going to be good to uh, like go for the people? Silence who are, the mood. Yeah, yeah, the movement. Just, they think it's probably like, oh, if 
they these people have a lot of followers they've been like the main advocates for this on instagram if we could try to close them out we'll try to close them out and then hopefully that might keep the movement a little bit more hush yeah you know what i mean yeah. but in actuality you're right it's like a backlash it's like oh no these accounts were 100 percent deleted i don't know it's so i don't know it is what right it is now so free britney is really what is like keeping her in people at the forefront of people's minds you know like there's this cause and just being like a woman in pop like if you mm -hmm. don't work for a while you know the the public is like Meh. and also like i the part i don't understand with those big pages like britain Line brazil they have support from sony music like they do have support for it and i don't know how how is that possible you know and then i don't know there is no way this wasn't targeted towards Britney accounts, though, because there are so many stan... I mean, this is all legit information, but there's so many stan accounts that I know that I follow. I follow Miley Cyrus stan accounts. I follow Taylor Swift stan accounts. So there's no way that this was not a targeted, yeah. targeted attempt. Mm -hmm. um, allegedly, you know, obviously that's not factual. I'm not trying to get sued. None of us are trying to get sued here. Yeah. We're just trying to, you yeah. know, speak our truths mm -hmm. and try to, you know, come to a conclusion about it. Um, is there any other comments that you have about this? I feel like, I don't know, like, um, back maybe last year when all the pre Britney started to have more, um, um, focus on the media and everything, web, big websites and big Instagram accounts, they used to receive email from Britney's team, you know, please take this out of, you know, um, online, otherwise we're gonna pursue for you know like a lawsuit. But that yeah. is not, that would be and the now website, instead, not necessarily on instead, Instagram. Instead, they doing that. They're just you know deleting right away. Which that's I don't know. I don't think that's right. The way to do it, like you guys know nowadays to build a platform, like especially Instagram, it's so hard to work on those numbers. It's hard, you know. People actually make live uh, not about Britney Spears, but. Um, you know, like if my if my personal account would be down because of Britney, I would be devastated. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It is harder to grow a personal brands nowadays on Instagram because they everything gets marked as spam mm -hmm. pretty quickly now. They've gotten really strict on their rules and regulations when it comes yeah. to like growing personal pages versus five years ago. Mm -hmm. It like that's where my followers come from. The year 2017, my, but like. Yeah. Same. I think this year I've only got, like, 2,000 from Free Britney fans itself. Okay. But, like, it's just not, you know what I mean? It's a little bit more... Difficult. ...inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> to go on to the next topic, first off, uh, the three three big advocates for Free Britney just released a brand new website, and it's freebritney.army.com. So, like, this is, like, a new site to, like, <laughs> support, send to your local fans or just sent to locals who just want to learn more information about Free Britney or know what it's about. They're like, what is this? Like, I've seen her Instagram account. Just send them that link. It's freebritney.army.com. It has a lot of information, very concise down. So then, therefore, it hits to the point pretty quicker and the general public can understand what is currently happening to Britney Spears' conservatorship case and to raise um, conservatorship um, issues that have happened in the past. Stuff like To raise awareness to conservatorship abuse freebritney.army check it out yeah it's a little army yeah 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 and then so i also wanted to talk about regarding to free britney a little bit more was halloween was yesterday yes. and uh we i saw a lot of good creative costumes i saw some things that were you positive know, depicting britney in a positive light and it's a lot easier obviously to focus on the negative and i feel like my mood has kind of been mm -hmm. all sort of negative toward today mm -hmm. 
Um, just because, like, I keep seeing things pop up on my TikTok, and I'm like, this is overplayed for me. I mean, it's only only been overplayed for, like, a week, but, like, what was bothering me is that people, you know, were mimicking her Instagram account, mm-hmm. the way she reacts, the, the and, and, like, stuff along those lines. Yeah. With the clothes, the eyeliner, whatever dancing, but then they were using, like, the free Britney hashtag. So oh. it's like to me, yes. So and then I would go onto their pages, and they're not sharing information about free Britney at all, or whatever the case is. Did you they're see just, that, Jesse? Even... Did you see that also on TikTok? No, I didn't actually. So this is this is new for me. Oh, <laughs> oh I'll send well, you a few. I'm and there's, there's on they're on Instagram too. Okay. And people don't have the shame to delete them because they believe it or not got a lot of positive comments saying that like costume of the year or you win Halloween this year. So the comments for the sections for the most part were very positive. Like, Oh my God, you did Britney perfectly and stuff along those lines. Like, so it's just very upsetting to me because like we try to pretend that we're in the year 2020 where everyone's so woke about mental health issues and stuff along those lines. Yet someone they're able to judge Britney Spears' Instagram and mimic that. That's not shedding light on free Britney. Either you're hashtagging that to, you know, say like, oh, I'm doing this, but I actually care. But if mm-hmm. you actually cared, you wouldn't be doing that to begin mm-hmm. with. So it's like you're trying to save your ass, but guess what? It's not working. So I don't know. I'm just kind of annoyed with a lot of people. And like, I commented on this one girl's Instagram today and I was like, such a, such an original idea. Mm-hmm. And she said, thank you. Uh- like she thought I was serious. I was like, no bitch. Like I wasn't. And someone else too. I was like, I love it when people use their platform for the better. And he's like, he like liked it. And I was like, that, I was being sarcastic. Like you're, like, you're not sharing any information about it. You're not caring. Anyone who cares about Britney Spears or her mental health or whatever the case is, or even about Free Britney, they wouldn't do that. So it's one thing to maybe joke around with your friends, mm-hmm. but then like to post it. It's just, it's very upsetting to me. So I just wanted to share some insight. Yeah. I know it's such a negative aspect, but it's the reality. I mean, it is, it is sad because um, we don't know until what Britney really controls or sees on Instagram. And, you know, can you imagine seeing yourself and being mimicked in a, you know, negative way? Like, it's not, it's not nice, but... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, on to the next. I mean, I feel like a lot has kind of happened in the last week, but, like, also, we yeah. cannot not yeah. discuss about JL, Jamie Lynn, Zoe 101. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to talk about her. Oh, my god. I don't gosh. even know what to say. Yeah. I just, well, I just, I mean, I was, I, in Brazil, she wasn't that big, like, she was here, so I actually never, I mean, I just She wasn't know. big here either. Yeah, so, I mean, She was, you know what she was big for? She was big for being Britney Spears' younger sister, uh, okay. who just so happened to be on all that and so So that, that's it, so like, leave it like that. <laughs> yeah, but what are your things? Like, what are your thoughts um, about it? Do you, are you, are you happy that she performed on Good Morning America? I mean, I, the only, honestly, to be honest, I just saw the part of the interview, that she kind of like was passive aggressive and asked about Britney, oh, you know, we we're concerned about Britney. And so, yeah, it's been a difficult time for everybody, you know, like, I, I, hate, I hate when people are passive aggressive, first of all. Like, I'm, oh, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't, I don't remember seeing that interview. Yeah, she said, like, the, the guy, the interviewer said, so what do you think, you know, the fans are concerned about Britney? What do you think, you know, how, what do you think about that? Can you comment something about it? And then she kind of like gave a general uh, response. She literally ignored the question. Got a picture here of you presenting at the Teen Choice Awards 18 years ago with your big sister, Brittany. You were just 11 years old at the time. So what do you remember most? 
Um, on this day, I remember most that I, this outfit was like the first, like the jeans and the shirt were like custom made to match her outfit. And I just thought that I was like, oh, it just doesn't get better than this. I mean, I'm a star now. That's what I remember <laughs> from that day. A, a great, a great sisterly <laughs> moment right there. You know, a lot of fans across the world have been speaking out in support of your, your big sister, Brittany. And what would you like to say to everyone who's wondering how she's doing now? Um, I think that she's doing just like the rest of us. She's trying to make the best and stay positive during a very challenging time and challenging year. And um, I think that that's kind of the theme of everyone right now. So I so the thing about about JL is that um, <laughs> people call her Juno. Juno. What do they say? Juno. I forgot what they say. Oh, but I feel like that's a little mean. Yeah, that's mean. That's mean. <laughs> um, we're not trying to we're not trying to tear this girl down. But I will say is like. <sighs> It's so hard because we don't know what is exactly happening. But like, if you if you are trying to like, you know, be supportive, but also like not share too much and everything, like, stop hanging out with your mom so much without your sister all the time, where people can see you. Like, yeah, don't capitalize on this Zoe one hundred and one reunion and sing this song that Britney co-wrote. T, um, and so like. <laughs> It's just kind of like you can you can do what you need to do and like kind of not talk about it because it you know yes she's her sister but it ultimately is Britney's business and like exactly we, what we want to hear is from Britney like that's what we want to hear mm -hmm. yes people should talk about it um, and and be advocates and I'm sure that like her family there's only so much some of them can or are willing to say. Um, but like, do yourself some favors and don't make yourself look even more suspicious and suspect. Okay, like yeah. that's that's all. That's what I want from Jamie Lynn. Like, I can't know what's going <laughs> on, but like, stop. You're not doing yourself favors. No. What do you think, no, Timothy? What do you think about it? Oh, this is like I'm like I'm just like what in the Ashley O is happening here? <laughs> what what is what is this distraction? It's like. It's a distraction off this nostalgia of the brand. And they're doing, like, this reunion thing or whatever the case is. Who do you think is supporting... Who do you think supports Jamie Lynn Spears? It's Britney Spears fans. Britney Spears fans know about the Free Britney movement. Why is this happening right now in 2020? Maybe if this happened in the years from 2012 to 2018, when we didn't know so much about Free Britney, we would be 100% on board. It seems like it's just a distraction, a cover-up, so that way people aren't talking about the next couple of court date, court date hearings or anything regarding to Free Britney. But like, I, don't, I think it's gonna bite them in the ass because people are like, you're ignoring what this whole movement is about, yet you're still promoting yourself about Zoe 101, about a song that Britney Spears wrote. It just doesn't, it, it this girl is literally like, mm. she's going off the Britney Spears, the brand. It just the upsets shadow, me, yeah. but she's the shadow of Britney Spears, the brand. And, um, but not in a successful don't, way. Go, <laughs> don't go in. I know, understand. We don't understand the hundred percent truth. And we don't know if she's actually supporting Britney Spears freedom or not, mm -hmm. or she cares about freedom. We don't know. But at the end of the day, her business manager is Lou Taylor. That's not, that's not alleged. That's the truth. Yeah. Okay. And who is Lou Taylor? This person that's alleged, a stalker mm -hmm. and allegedly the mastermind mm -hmm. of this conservatorship Lucifer. and not this is not alleged she's the the ceo of tristar sports and entertainment yes yes so at the end Which of the day if you're supporting this zoe 101 reunion it's gonna somewhat benefit lou taylor and which is an oppression of the free britney movement yeah
Before the call, we started talking about Katy Perry a little bit mm-hmm. and Jesse and I. So I wanted to get his like a little opinion on it. And then I yeah. have a supporting argument. I have a feeling I know what your, your argument is. So I'm going to make sure I have like a supporting argument. Yeah. So go for it. Katy Perry has done two offensive things, in my opinion, over the years um, regarding Britney. Um, she made a comment uh, on a red carpet about her shaving her head. Um, like, basically, like, I'm going to pull a Britney situation. Um, and obviously, like, in poor taste, I don't like when people, speaking of Halloween, I don't like when people dress as, like, 2007 Britney, quote-unquote. Like, I think that that is just so rude and in poor taste. And um, the second thing that Britney, that she did to make fun of Britney, which was, like, a year or two ago, um, was on Instagram. And um, she made fun of, like, Britney's artistry as well. Uh, And so, like, in addition to making fun of her mental health, she was talking, she was sharing a story from, like, a collaborator, producer, I don't know who she was talking about, but this person was like, you know, Katy Perry's the real deal. She, like, is involved in the whole musical process, and she's an artist. Oh, versus, it was, like, an article (laughs) written, she shared it, I do remember. And she was comparing, like, unlike, yeah. The person was, like, unlike, like, like a Britney, unlike a Britney Spears or something like that. And, okay, someone says that thing, that's fine. But Katie shared it and circled that part right there. And, like, if you are in this industry and someone makes a comment about another art, like, very prominent artist, and you share it like that, mm-hmm. like, that is so irresponsible. It's rude. It's it's just gross. It doesn't look good on you, Katie no. Perry. And, like, I want to like Katie Perry. I really do because I like her story and... You know, I, I come from a Christian um, background as well, too. And so I like that, like, piece of her journey. And so I feel like there's so much that I can, like, relate to with Katy Perry. And then she does stuff like that. And I'm like, stop it. So, like, originally, originally it's rumored and someone could, you know, fact check me. But she actually wrote a public letter to Britney in the year 2008 and mm-hmm. published it on her site saying that she was, you know, in support of Britney. And if Britney wanted a friend or something along those lines, she put it on her website. So I know she comes from, like, she's been a Britney fan throughout her life. And obviously she was somewhat replicated off Britney Spears so what person happened? in the brand. So regarding to the mental health issue, she didn't, she never said Britney itself. She was just saying like, yeah, people are saying, hey, you're you're you starting to go crazy, and she referred it to a couple of times like, oh, don't, be scared of me. What next? Like when I shave my head or whatever. But like, oh. I'm okay. I I like I. I, yeah, I'm mad, whatever, but, like, it was nothing to think. So, the, like, cancel culture came for her. Britney fans came for her. And, like, she never apologized. But, like, I don't know. Like, seeing her cry, I know a lot of people were making fun of her when she did that, like, Big Brother house thing when promoting an album. She, like, locked herself in a house and had, like, multiple cameras and, like, in a therapy session and stuff like that. She was crying. So, like, yeah. I know it's hard to be a celebrity and, and to be, obviously, pitch perfect mm-hmm. all the time. Britney Spears knows that it's just hard to be pitch, pitch perfect. So... I don't necessarily want to, like, come for Britney Spears. And is she wrong about regarding to, like, you know, Britney being in the whole process? Because more recently, Britney, and we know, especially Britney Jr., Britney has not been a part of the whole process. So, like, I understand, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, shady to Britney fans and to Britney Spears itself. But at the same time, like, she's not 100% wrong. But Mm -hmm. do actors write their own scripts? Celine Dion's built a career on songs that she did not write, right? Yeah, so no, like, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, but I'm like, I just feel like it's like, maybe she was saying like, hey, this bitch is controlled as shit and we got a free, what if she was on the free Britney wagon before we, we were even on Well, it? even though Britney Spears most, no. like, 
Sorry, Even though Britney Spears don't write her own songs, at least Britney won a Grammy and Katy Perry strains won a Grammy for so many years. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I'm not trying to crap on Katy Perry or her career or anything like that at all. It's mostly just like, I think it's about tact and I think it's about respect. And I think that like, if you are a part of an industry and a community, then you should know like even more how difficult it can be like coming up in that time. Yeah. Because yeah. without Britney, Katy Perry wouldn't be here. Just exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. agree with that too. I agree. Yes. She did, she did not need to reshare that article, or she could have wrote no. like, "Hey, I don't like that comment, but I appreciate the," or you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. a way to just be like, "Bitch, Brittany's my girl," or something, like, you know. But it is what it is. I move past it. Yeah, I like her, so obviously I like her. So, um, but I don't just like now her. We're gonna. F- <laughs> We're finally going to take it lighthearted. Yes, yes. Oh so God. sorry. We, we, were, like, we were having a serious podcast. Ooh. Well, let's talk about the new era. The Oops, I did it again era. We just completed the Baby One More Time era. And um, in the future, after we do finish all the singles, we're going to go through albums. So don't worry. We're going to cover every single thing for you guys in the future. But for now, it's time to talk about Oops, I Did It Again. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome to the Britney Spears Collection Series. Are you ready? That's my Let me just give you guys a little info about the single, not the CD. Please. So, it was recorded in November 1990. It was released as a single March 27 in the year of 2000. It was written and produced by Max Martin and obviously was recorded in Stockholm. Uh, it sold 4.2 million copies worldwide. Uh, in the US, it picked uh, number nine in the, 100, the top 100 chart, but it did reach it number one in US pop chart. It also topped, in 15, topped number one in 15 countries, including Australia, Belgium, Canada, Europe, Hungary, Italy, and the list goes on and on. November of 1999 it was recorded? It was recorded, yes. They literally gave her like two weeks or like a week or something right after they had finished like everything with um, like Baby One More Time and she had like started it. Right, so yeah. it was completed in in the end of 1999. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which she recorded the whole album in, in 1999 in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that is. But crazy. why the long delay then? Why it was recorded in 1999 well, in two reme- weeks, but not until March it was released. If I remember, the last the last sing- the last single from the bottom of my broken heart was released December 15 in 1999 so they had to have a little certain oh. period of time to see if she would you know pick number one or whatever so they literally gave, gave her three months but actually uh, she sang the first time uh, on the crazy 2k tour in Pensacola in 1999 so she didn't wait until the year 2000 to sing uh, Oops It Again for the first time um, the music video was shot in uh, University Studios California Directed by who? Nigel Dick. Dick. Mm-hmm. For the fourth yes. time, uh, Britney loves a dick. I mean, Britney loves Nigel Dick. <laughs> I'm sure the she loves Dick too. Dick. She has two kids. All right. So <laughs> she, um, the whole concept of the video was it came from Britney. She wanted to do a music video in Mars. And she actually had the idea of having the red 
catsuit like was all hers as all many stands know uh, in this video britney got struck in the head by falling a camera and she actually Wild. had four stitches yeah. Mm -hmm. I was trying to look for an interview of her talking about that incident. Did you guys find an interview of her talking about it? Because I've never found out. About, MTV did a good job about. cutting it out, 100%. Yeah. yeah. If I find it, I will put it here for you guys to listen. Okay. But apparently after the, uh, you know, she got stitched out, she waited for four hours and finished the video. They also did, you know, the part when that, there's the dialogue. It was also a menage mm -hmm. for the, the Titanic um, as everybody know. Basing the making of the video, mm -hmm. right? So the first thing I saw <laughs> regarding to Nigel Dick, his seat said, this this seat is only, what did it say? Oh. That I just I saw a like a big dick with capital letters. I didn't understand the moment. It there. said like, <laughs> this seat is reserved for the only dick or something <gasps> like that. I forgot, like, you have to be a dick to sit in this chair. That's what it said. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like oh that. my god. Yeah, you have to be a dick to be, sit in this chair. So I like it. He is a Nigel dick. Um, and then on top of that, I saw like that they did like, she did her own spins uh -huh. for that one scene. They didn't have the graphic design, like the digital work yet to like make her flip easily. <laughs> like, damn, they made her like they go her like practice flip. it and yes. then like do it. I felt bad for her And Homegirl just hurt her head probably that night. <laughs> She's recovering from stitches too. Oh, we really oh my did god, our, they we like, did our pop queens wrong in that era because they're just like, okay, well, you have to slide down this slide of doom into this thing of alligators. We have to get the shot. You know what I mean? Like they made them yeah. do crazy yeah, things. Never. But you know, if you paid attention and they're making the video, she meant to start recording all the takes with the red suit. The you know, mm -hmm. but it didn't arrive on time. So then the first shots that she did, it was yeah. when she's like spinning around. So that's why mm -hmm. I don't think she had, you know, the issue in her head at the time. So oh. the first scene is everybody Thank knows. you at MTV to editing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like homegirl is like damaged. I know. And then on top of that, there was like this one scene. I, I love watching them making the video. And there's also that behind the scenes video of Felicia that she did. Uh-huh. Uh, on like the set so like that that's good because you could actually see the full choreography at points yeah. that you know like in the music video they would cut off yeah, so, like a solo mm -hmm. shot of Britney you could actually see the full original choreography there's this one part that she kind of goes to the floor and I think it's right when like they start talking oh you know the baby in the end stuff like that mm -hmm. like the middle part but again that they taught her that choreography she's on the floor waiting like I don't know I feel like they could have done Nigel Dick. No wonder this is like, I think his last music video working with her. Because they're probably like, this girl's working for Nigel Dick. And like half of the scenes don't even make it to the music video. But I mean, as, as I think like Britney had a very good relationship with him. You know, that because all of these ideas were, they came out from Britney. So yeah. she knew that he could make that, you know, come true. <laughs> Oops, I didn't again also was nominated for Best Female Vocal Pop in 2001's Grammys, and you, we know that Britney didn't win. Um, the song was performed in many tours as Oops, I Did Again Tour, Some of the Crazy 2K Tour, Onyx Hotel Tour, Dreaming with a Dream, and the last but not least, Peace of Me Show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Britney also was nominated on the 2000, the 2000 MTV Music Video Awards, as everybody know that iconic. Oops, I did it again, slash um, satisfaction performance, right? Yes. Uh, she was nominated in that VMA. I didn't know this. She was nominated for Best Female, 
for best dance, best pop video, and viewers' choice. Because I don't even who the know fuck I'm sorry for swearing. Who the fuck yeah. would win? I, I love how I'm <laughs> sorry for swearing, and then I say it again. Who the fuck would win best dance video that year? I don't know. I got this fun fact for I don't know where I don't remember where, but apparently the Oops I Did It Again album there was two possible names for it. Before it was okay. supposed to be Sunflower, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense, does it? Welp. <laughs> or Platinum 2000. Oh, yeah, I did see this. Well, I think they made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they were going to go the Sunflower route, the reason why I say the Sunflower route is that one scene in front of the bottom of my broken heart, they probably got that idea because, like... She's, like, in front of the sunflower field or something along those lines in the, the video beforehand. So, like, I kind of get it. And, like, it's kind of... Unless they were going to, like, you know, extend in the bubble goth. But this this album was going to be more edgy, you know? So I'm glad that they went with, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the title track. Millennium 2000 yeah. isn't that horrible, but isn't there no, a Backstreet Boys time, an album at, around that time called Millennium 2? So it wouldn't have that competed? Yes, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. bet you they, like... And it wasn't yeah, competed for the title. Do you remember there was a rumor that apparently in 2000 the 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 earth was going to end <laughs> the 2000? Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that and that was terrifying. Like people believed that, right? Um I I just got the name of the model. It's called his name was Eli Swanson. And do you guys I didn't know this, but do you guys know that on the dialogue on the music video or the song itself. Do you know that it's Max Martin talking? I didn't know. Oh, and the guy? Oh. I did who, not know that. Yeah, who makes the voice? It's Max, it's, it's Max Martin's voice. Like, Britney, before you go, there's something I want you to have. That? Yes. Doesn't he have yeah. an accent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he probably made an American accent just to, like, not be, you know, British or European accent. Yeah, but that's his voice. Do you want to know that something that disgusted me real quick when Nigel Dick was talking about Britney Spears, they were talking about filming her over the thing, and he's like, oh, this is every teenage boy's dream. She looks so beautiful, whatever the case is. It just came off creepy. This guy's what, how old? I'm assuming 35 at that time, and he's talking about this. Uh, Well, Britney, young, young woman, and like, I mean, that's just like... There's there's a history of that though, like women and men like sexualizing her and everything, which I know you all have talked about. But that actually brings me to um, something that I saw whenever I was doing my research about this. Um, mm-hmm. I love to read reviews because oh. they do they never hold up well. Um, critic reviews of um, singles and albums, and there was one in particular that stood out to me. It was by a woman um, writing for Entertainment Weekly, and oh. there was one like phrase that she um, that she said. She called it "jailbait manifesto," which I thought was disgusting. Um, so, you know, it's like it's just so so like terrible the way that people have talked about Britney in the media, just like out in the open and how accepted it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. just how, just so much. It was so I'm assuming much. she was six, it yes, was, m- was around young. the time 18. Like, I mean, how old was she? I'm assuming she had to be around 18 yeah, so, when, like, yeah, oops. I mean, like... But still, it's inappropriate. You would never, yeah, like, that would never happen nowadays. No. Yeah, like, you, you shouldn't say that about people. No. So, yeah, that was something that, that really stuck out to me whenever I was just, like, reading through, um, reading through everything. Uh, I don't know if I should say this before the stands dragged me to say it, but I mean, this is regarding to the album, Oops, I Did It Again. Uh, For 15 years, until 2017, when Adele released the 25. Yeah. 2015. 
Oh my God, it's been, it's been a while. So until that, like for 15 years, Britney had the record as a female artist with the you know most selling artist in the first week, right? Yeah, first week sales of the album. Yeah, mm -hmm. she had 1.3 million um, records sold in a week and yeah. Taylor Swift got very, very close to hit that. But then Adele came with the 25 and sold 3.3 million mm -hmm. copies. Okay, yeah, which in a week is... Especially of. at the time yeah, of streaming. But, but still, like, that's such a cool record for Britney to have held for so long, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so congrats to Brit, Brit. Please. <laughs> so, first of all, um, I'm, I'm 29, as, as, you know, we talked about, Lupe. And so, I remember when I first heard Oops, I heard it on the radio in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I uh, was like, what? I didn't, like understand that like there was a new song and like a new album cycle and everything and because like baby was still like happening right because we talked about like from the bottom of broken heart like baby was still like happening and it was like still mm -hmm. so much buzz and so i like went to i we got home and i was like i think in fourth grade or something i think i was like nine and we we got home and i immediately ran to my cd player and i put the cd in because i was like there has to be like a hidden track i've never listened to <laughs> and i thought that it was like a hidden track so you listened to the whole released, album and it wasn't and it was <laughs> again yeah and i was so disappointed but i'd listened to the i had listened to baby so many times but i was like maybe i missed it and so mm -hmm. i i was like so just like enamored by like this whole new like album cycle thing happening as a as like my eight or nine year old self which i think is hilarious <laughs> do you want to be featured in our podcast leave us a voice message you can leave us a voicemail on instagram or using the link in the description of the episode you might be featured on the next podcast but yeah and and i remember uh like just just being so young like we didn't have um, cable, so I didn't, I only saw like snippets of the video. I like never, I didn't see the full video until I was a little bit older as well. Until so, my rap prerogative came out. <laughs> That's yeah, what right. kind of no, happened no, to not me. that long. I know, I know that you discovered some things when that album came out because I heard you talk about that on um, one of the prior episodes. But right. um, yeah, so I didn't watch the full video until a little bit later. It's so funny. I have like I know I don't know maybe because that's my part of my history with Britney. But I I love Whoops I Did it Again because it was how I found out about her. I mean I just I just love the the song itself. That's when they probably yeah. pushed Britney yeah. like more in Brazil around this album cycle. Probably. This is honestly the era that you she know was the funny everywhere. thing. Like I felt like around a kid, like she was yeah, always yeah. on Nickelodeon. Like I, I'd be in the after school program that they like she'd be on Nickelodeon on all that, or like, it's just it was everywhere. Well, I was just gonna say, it, but it's so funny though because like this single should have been number one, and the way that the Billboard charts were calculated then, and also like all of the weird radio things that have always happened with Britney's label. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so disappointing that like when you look <coughs> at her, when you look at her like charts, she doesn't get. Like, everybody knows Oops, I Did It Again. Like, yeah. the lasting power of it and just, like, how popular it was at the time. And the choreography. The chart higher. Yeah, the choreo and everything is just really sad. Yeah. And um, have you all ever seen the um, the Charlie Puth video where he, like, is fangirling over Oops, yeah. I Did It Again? Yes. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. When he's doing the Elvis Duran radio show. Other than that, what song was it when you were growing up that made you, that changed your life? Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Wait, yes. Do we have... I want to watch you uh, while yeah. we play. See you in there. Britney Spears was the first 
female that I uh, where I knew that I was just in love with females. Yeah. Like I had never. <laughs> I remember trading Pokemon cards in 1999 and hearing "Baby One More Time," but I didn't really know how to process it. My little boy brain. And when I heard "Oops, I Did It Again," I was like, "This is a sexy woman singing a really good song." And okay. I don't know who made the song. Max Martin produced the record with uh, Romney. But you didn't care about that then. You just cared about the sound of this Britney Spears. It was just incredible okay. at the time, and it still is incredible. <laughs> Oh my god. When you go to the end of the record and they have all the melodies overlapping each other, it just fits in perfectly. Like it's like a chorus of Britney's. It's getting very intense. Okay. Oops, you. So this is like chorus B, and then you go right back to chorus A. It's like. Oh. And she holds out that long C sharp. It's like, yeah, Britney. It's you hear that? It's brilliant. It's and it's the first time I heard that in pop music as well. And I just it's the song that made me want to produce music. That is lasting power. Like that is that is a song, if you will. <laughs> we always focus on Billboard, right? But there's also True. the U.S. charts. I forgot the name. U.S. charts something. Most of the songs, Britney, um, she picked number one in that chart. But the only chart that everybody focus about is. But she did, um, I mean, she did hit number one with the pop, the pop chart she did, you know, yeah. but you know, it doesn't count, obviously. Um, no, so I, I like when Jesse yeah. mentioned me earlier that he has two personal stories regarding to Oops, I'm like, oh, wait, I have a couple of stories like I totally forgot about. Um, and I just remembered. Um, nice, so one it. of them was that I, so Oops probably came around when I was probably in the first grade kindergarten or first grade era um and obviously you know such a baby i know such a baby and i had the album obviously but um i remember one day after then the after school program i was thinking there was a guidance counselor who like would watch over the kids she did she like asked people like hey who wants to be in the dance number we're gonna learn the choreography to oops i did it again Yes, and I remember, and only a couple of girls went, and I remember, like, going to, like, the recess area and seeing them rehearse, and I'm like, I remember wanting to be with them and, like, learning it, and I didn't learn it, I know, and I was just embarrassed, because I was the only boy, and I don't think, I also don't think, like, I was, I was invited, I don't know, I just remember, like, I'm like, I want to be there, and I want to learn it, um, and another story is that also another day, in my elementary school it was in the after school program over the intercom the principal or like mm-hmm. a school secretary I don't know played oops I did it again over the school intercom and I remember singing along bopping around I would have passed uh, out <laughs> and I think I was like in the first grade yeah so I just remember those like small <laughs> things yeah. oh my god doing the choreography I, yeah I was just walking towards Little like Timo recess just like, like, oh my god they're playing oops yes. I was just like really in heaven I love that yeah 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 what's your favorite oops I did again performance my like <laughs> do you do want, I'm gonna to... give you the most cliche answer the most the best oops I did again yes. performance is dream within a dream 
Like, it's the best <laughs> one. It's, she's starting off. She's going upside down. She's singing live at most of the concerts. And then, like, there's so much attitude. It's the remix version that she's performed a couple of times. She performed it on the VMAs, that remix version. But it's a brand new choreography. She kills it with the black outfit, shaking her hips. And then she goes, ooh, I did it again. Psh, and then she falls back. Iconic. It's like everything you would want in a Britney Spears performance. So Ah, so good. And her hair, I'm just obsessed. Dream within a dream. How can I not be obsessed? What about you, Felipe? What is your favorite Oops, I Did It Again performance? I thought my oh, I thought by the my way, was going to be I cliche. Lied. I lied. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I'm going like, to let you guys go. And then <laughs> I thought of one more, and it, it's like, so like, okay, that's like tour version. That's like, oh, obviously everything. But SNL, Oops, Dance Break. Oh. Uh, and she's singing live. The one that she's wearing, the crop top. So good. So good. That I forgot SNL. Good. That's that obviously good. like one of the better Britney Spears performances of all time. And on top of that, it just so happens it's Oops. So, sorry. Felipe, what about you? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I thought my answer was going to be cliche. <laughs> because I do love the 2000 VMA performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely it is my favorite. But I also have a very interesting story with the Oops I Did Again tour in Brazil, back in Rock in Rio. So I actually love the performance in the Oops tour too. But my favorite one definitely is the VMA. <laughs> Brian Friedman, that was his first Britney choreography that he uh, created for her. It was the Oops, I Did It Again VMA, like, which is the same, pretty much the same choreography she does in Oops Tour. Did you guys, did you guys know that? I didn't know. I thought Bri yeah. Brian was, he only came out, you know, with um, As Day For You. Yeah, I didn't know. What's your favorite uh, performance, Jesse? Um, it's actually SNL. Um, ah! so whenever you were like it's cliche I was like oh Tim was going to say SNL and then you didn't and then you wound up saying SNL anyway. <laughs> um, but I also I really love though like SNL is I think like a standout for me but I also love whenever she would perform on like a late night show or something like that too like like Jay Leno and like and it was live on, yeah when she yeah. did Slave on Letterman Slave was live on Letterman yeah. but um, 
I love whenever because I feel like she's a little more like relaxed. It's like a little bit more of a fun environment. It's like not as like not as much pressure. And those late night hosts were always like generally like very like nice to her and kind to her mm-hmm. and like so I think she like felt really comfortable in those. Um, and so I love those performances too. But like SNL is just such a good standout because of the outfit and the hair and like the dance yeah. break. Oh, oh, it's the dance break for me. Yeah, and the dance break, the the shimmy, the shimmy <laughs> while she's walking and like leaned back and everything. Like I'm like, that's me at the club. So yes, I'm here for it. we could break the ice okay so let's break the motherfucker ice as we would say a piece of me show ice right so good oh i like this part we have a series of questions to ask you um so the first question for you directly jesse is when did you start um following Britney Spears and how did you first discover her? Yeah, so um, it was because of Baby One More Time, so like early adopter um, and hearing it on the radio. And I remember, I like, so I was young, I, I, I was like seven or eight. Oh my gosh, yes, the vinyl, Lipe just showed us the vinyl. I know you can't see this because this is a podcast. Uh, just hearing that song and like being in love with her um, immediately. And my, like I've always loved pop music, even like whenever I was like so young. Like my first album was Spice Girls um, and I was like six. And um, I like I've just always like been enamored by the radio, and my siblings are older than me, so I was always listening to what they were listening to, and like Baby One More Time came on, and I like loved it, and I've just like followed her since. I took a little, I actually took a Britney break, which is kind of controversial. And I don't know if I've told people. Uh-oh. This. Um, I did. I but, did took a break too. Yeah, so I, I had a little break with her, but it was unintentional. It was in high school. Um, so like the Kevin Federline era and then like what happened in 2007 and then like Blackout and everything um, were all kind of fuzzy for me. I was like a little bit detached mm-hmm. and then I like reinvigorated my love for her and when I was a little bit older. But that that happened because like my, my family was going through like a little bit of a situation with my mom's health <clears throat> at that time. And so I, like, really don't remember that. I think that, like, I think that, you know, sometimes our brain, like, protects us and, like, we kind of, like, don't have certain memories. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, that time's just fuzzy for me. Um, and so, like, I, that affected my relationship to, like, media as well, which is kind of fascinating thinking about that as an adult. But then I, like, got back on later as an adult and then, like, gained this, like, super deep like ridiculously deep appreciation for her. I I had listened to all the music still, mm-hmm. but I just like didn't have a super deep connection to it. And until, um, which I know that um, there was a, a person on one of the previous uh, previous episodes who talked about Femme Fatale and like how that was a really important album for her, mm-hmm. um, and that was also an important album for me. So that's whenever I like loved Circus, but Femme Fatale like really like snapped me back into Britney, and then I like. Have never been the same since. But yeah, so I've been a fan the whole time. But yeah. what's your favorite album? Okay, so ugh, I have such a hard time with this because Femme Fatale was like 
I know that it's like went to like love femme fatale but i just like love those songs like she said i want to make a dance album and like even though she didn't like do anything else with that like she did it and like she gave us what she needed to give us um but like i also really love britney um because i thought like that's whenever like things started getting weird like with her sound Mm -hmm. because britney spears music is kind of weird like the album cuts like it's always like kind of funky and like really interesting production and like they always try new things with her Mm -hmm. um and so like the britney album was really like when i was younger where i was like a little bit older so (laughs) when i say older i was like 10 um a little (laughs) bit older and so i was like really vibing with that album as well so I don't know. It's just, I'm really bad at picking favorite album of Britney. So what is your favorite single and your favorite music video? I think my favorite music video is Slave, which might be cliche, but like she, I think like with that Britney era, she like, she was established. Yes. Get the choreo. She was established and she like, this is when she like, had a signature style for a while the low rise the bat wing sleeves and everything and like she really just never looked better like in that video like with the wavy like like wet hair like her body just yeah she looked amazing and that choreography like yes slave's not like a song that like regular you know people outside of our universe like love as much but like everybody knows that choreo and like any time in any concert that she breaks out that original choreo, uh-huh. the audience goes crazy, flips out. And so I would say, like, Slave is my favorite video for sure. Like, hands down. I can watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and I would say my favorite single, and this is going to be another nod to Femme Fatale, but I think Till the World Ends is one of her best, like, pop songs, like, personally. Um, because it was, like you know, with everything, Britney's always had, like, this sort of, like, weird radio relationship where, like, sometimes they don't really, like, play her songs and everything. That got so much radio play. It charted so well. It has a phenomenal remix with Kesha and Nicki, and so I thought that was just such a good single because, like, it had initial life, and then it had new life with the remix, and it's just, like, still such a bop to me, so that's it's my favorite single. Have you seen Britney live? And what's your favorite tour? So I've actually only seen Britney once. It's um, okay. <laughs> I know, but like growing if up, if I'm canceling did, anyone on this driven. podcast, I'm canceling Felipe for not liking Blackout when it came out. So I trust me. I, 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 I like. I'm still. That was what ten minutes ago, and I'm still on my mind. I'm like. <laughs> But now yeah, I do. Yeah. I do okay. love it. You're now. fuming. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're fuming. I, if I I'm can forgive you another Katie Perry, shake. I can forgive you too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of the last um, few piece of me performances in Vegas. Oh, cool. That's the only one I've ever seen. When did you go? And I went um, in December of 2017. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had never seen Britney live because. We lived in a place where, like, she never came to, so we would have had to dri- we would have had to have driven hours to go see her, and we just didn't have like a lot of extra money to be going to concerts. So, like, I didn't really go to many concerts growing up. Anyway. I grew up poor. What is um, what is the Britney so, thing? She's like, when we were poor, she does like an extra yeah, emphasis yeah, yeah. on we were in the poor. That's why. That's why. Like, yes, Brittany and I relate because I was like, my family didn't take me to concerts. Like, <laughs> we didn't vacation. Like, do things like that. Um, so. 
yeah, I didn't get to see her until I was an adult, and I was just like, screw this. So I bought a plane ticket, and I went to Vegas, and I um, had, like, an acquaintance there who, like, knew that I was going, and he was like, you can just, like, stay with me, and I was like, awesome, don't have to pay for a hotel, and he was, and I was like, do you want to, like, I was like, you should come to the concert with me, like, it would be really fun, and he was like, okay, and so, like, he, he came to the show with me, and he was, like, a very, like, casual, like, Britney fan, and he was like, that was amazing. That's always the best feeling. Because, like, it was such a good feeling, and you know, like, the piece of me, like, I kind of personally, like, liked it when it was, like, watching videos, liked it when it was a little more, like, raw, and she was, like, wearing, like, high-top sneakers, and, like, she had, like, the short hair. The 2005, 2015. And late 2015, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was, like, a little more, like, homegrown, if you will, but then they got, like, money, money, and she was, like, only wearing, like, leotards and stuff, and, like, which is also fine, but, um. They always had the money, by the way. They always had the money. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But they like actually like showed that they had money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they didn't like they didn't have faith in her in the beginning, right? To like really think that it was going to be as big as it was, right? Because yeah. her team it kept never, getting extended. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was the first time I ever. I, yeah. ever I mean, she looked she looked so amazing in, in 2017. She was as skinny as a so needle. She, she was so. That's crazy. when she did New so Year's safe. Eve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's. That's a good time, and that was a good energy. So what's your favorite tour? So my favorite tour is actually Circus. Dun, dun, dun. No, why is that? That's good. And, well, my, my reasoning is because she didn't tour with Blackout, and so um, got to, like, see Blackout as well as Circus, and mm-hmm. that was really fun, and I liked the concept, except for Stupid. Was it Perez Hilton? That was in, in the, the beginning. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, where he did, like, that, yeah. Anyway, that was a misstep. But otherwise, I thought it was really good. But the like the real, real niche reason why I love that tour so much is when she like a couple of times covered "You Ought to Know" by Alanis. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was so, so good. good. It fit her voice so well, and she loves that like era of music too. Like she's yeah. talked about that so much in interviews. And I also really love like '90s music, and I love I love like um, like. I love post grunge music. I love rock music. I like. I have a big repertoire, even though I like love pop so much. And okay, so, look at um, you, Spice like Girls to, to uh, grunge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spice Girls to grunge. Like if you if you play Nirvana around me, like I'm gonna I'm gonna stand. You know what I mean? Like that's oh why I just like have that side of me, even though I'm like. <laughs> and so um, I like. I really love that she covered that song and she like felt that when she mm-hmm. covered it too. Like you could tell that she loves that song. And she's wearing those like low rise, like leather skin tight pants. Hot. And that like jean jacket thing and that like pink glitter bra. And she like takes the jean jacket <laughs> off, but like it didn't do anything because she was already no. just wearing that bra. So I loved that moment too. Cause I was like, yes, give us nothing with this outfit reveal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, those vocals are amazing oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i love those so obviously you know i'm a huge free britney activist um so i wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you like you know how did you kind of first find out what's your current stance regarding to free britney and how do you feel about the whole movement yeah. And how does it, so how, last I question found, is, yeah. does it affect your relationship with Britney Spears? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question. And I, I actually talk about, I don't, sh- 
I share about Free Britney, but not like super, super all the time on my social media, but I talk about it in my personal life a ton. Like people, I know you you all know this for sure because you're like very like visible figures in this movement, but like people ask you questions about it, mm-hmm. right? And so um, like for my circle of people who are like, what's going on with Britney? Um, I'm like, okay, like let's talk. And so I'm doing more of like the groundwork, you know, like the grassroots movement, if you will. Um, but I obviously am like very into the movement. I found out about it on Twitter and then I found out about the um, Britney's Graham podcast and um, like it hadn't, it had already been released, but it hadn't been released that long. I was, um, I found out about the free movement whenever like people were all starting to change their icons on Twitter to that mm-hmm. Britney. Um, and then like, there was this like whole thing where they were like, take it off. Right. Like you shouldn't have that as your icon. You remember that like moment. And then like Britney like addressed things, if you will, she kind of addressed them. Um, all is well. So I was, I was already. And then, then the <laughs> yeah, caption I was, I was is like, already regarding to like, you know, um, I have my family's receiving death threats. Yes, exactly. So I was already in it whenever that was happening. And then I felt very conflicted because it made me question, like, who's controlling social media? Like, how much control does she have? And there, there were some speculations about, like, things that she could and couldn't do, but we've, like, seen her do those things. And so it was just a really confusing time. <clears throat> Personally, like, for me, I'm in the movement, um, and I care about the movement, and I care about Britney Spears, um, I don't, I have a, I, I get really nervous whenever people like comment on very personal, intimate details about her as a person that we can't know unless we are Britney Spears, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, she has mental health issues for sure, but like, I, no one should be diagnosing her 100%. Like, unless they're her practitioner and mm-hmm. like, and I know that that was talked about in a previous episode. And I think the same for, like, no one... Like, we don't know how Britney, how Britney feels about Jamie Lynn. And we don't know how Britney feels about, like, these other people. And so, even though I might have my own opinions, I have to take a step back and be like, I am not Britney Jean Spears. So, like, I, I would love... I just wish that we could know, like, from her how she feels about things. I know that there are certain things we can't know from her because she does not have a voice in that matter, and I fully believe that. But I would love to just really know how she feels about her family dynamic. I think that's the biggest like piece to me that is so confusing. Um, I think it's pretty clear how she feels about her dad, um, but I'm more about like her mom or her um, sister and her brother yeah, and her mom too. You know, if there is, it, yeah. Well, her mom too. Yeah, but like if there and, and also like the dynamic of her mom with her sister. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the dynamic of her brother with any of the other family members, Mm -hmm. because he was so involved with the business for so long. So it's like, who are you to them now? Like, did you, is it like the business transactions done? So like the relationship is done. I don't know. There's a lot of, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of missing pieces and so many puzzle pieces that are just, it's really hard. So, um, I think that in terms of like, it's like my relationship with Brittany, um, I love her as an artist. Um, I imagine that I would love her as a person um, just because she likes to like go to Target and like do very basic things. And I'm just like, go off. Like, yes, go, go <laughs> eat your sushi and get your iced coffee. Like do it. Um, yeah. And, and just like, do it. <laughs> just do it. Like I want her to just be able to do like the really like basic things that she loves. And I think that's why like people love her so much because she's just like, so she just is who like she is. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, but I just, God love her. Well, the last question is, if you know that, if you would know that Britney's listening to this podcast right now, what would you tell her? We love you. 
<laughs> Not you, bitch. Yeah, okay, Jesse. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, girl. Timothy, actually, um, we need to do an episode just you and I. We should ask those questions because we never did. We should do that one day. I'm ready for that episode. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. What, what would you tell her? Um, I would tell her, one, I think that, like, and this isn't to shade anyone else, but, like, I think it's really hard to be like, we're just going to have a girl's day and, like, not, like, you know, acknowledge who she is. I think, like, first of all, I would just be like, listen, before, I, like, you need to know, like, how important you are to people. Not that you have a responsibility for certain things, but you just need to know, like, how loved you are by people, like, and, like, how much of an impact that you have. I think, like, like that's what I would just want to convey. I would be, I just want her to know, like, don't read the comments. People are trash. But, like, the people, there are people who just, like, really, really genuinely love you, like, a large amount of people. And then I would be like, listen, if you ever want to go get an iced coffee and you want to talk about boys or you want to talk about um like your kids like i would love to hear her just talk about how much she loves her kids i'd be like give me some smurfs ooh la la like give it to me like <laughs> go make a little like green screen music video with your boys like i'll be there and i'll be cheering and like i want to i just want her to know like you are you are a person who has so many things that are um like wonderful and valid about you that have nothing to do with you as this like object and performer but it's like you are still so important because of those things, right? Like we grew to love you because we had this avenue um, of your performances and your artistry. And so um, I just like, I have to acknowledge that. And then we can get to like the better stuff, right? Aww. The kids and, and, and the iced coffee and the target runs and everything else. Like, <laughs> let's get to that. That's so cute. That's a fun one. I think a lot of people praise for that, you know, for Brittany have a normal life, as you said, go and get in her Starbucks, iced coffee, with whatever. And I mean, hopefully that Brit- Britney can have that um, yeah. soon or eventually. This, you know, this was a fun podcast. Obviously, it came off a little heavier at first, um, but it was, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, lighten it up. It's going to be going to be one of our longer episodes, but we really want to thank. Uh, yeah, the I'm com- so sorry. I talk a lot. I think that's yeah. I think that's in part of my fault more, more than you, Jesse. But no, there's nobody's fault. Uh, this, this is great, Jesse. You were a great addition to the podcast. We we're so happy that you came on and shared your light and shared your information. And you know, I'm glad that we connected. It's one thing. It's like social media. Social social media connected Philippe and I. So it's it's really cool so, that it, we could connect the three of us via so technically social media too. So you could find your people online. Right. Just be careful, you know, if you're going to yes. do such. Yes, <laughs> I would like to thank you too, Jesse. It was so nice to meet you, and thank you for yeah. being here, being vocal about everything. Thank you for being. You know, as such a uh, listener, like you've been following and you keep saying, oh, you said that in this episode and that in the other episode. I feel like so good about we it. We have a fan. You can leave yeah, us a voice I know message the episode. Yeah, he left us a <laughs> Thank voice you so memo. much for following us. I know. So that makes, thank you so that much. That makes us happy a lot. So, um, yeah, thank you for coming yeah. on. And, um, you know, this is the start of our relationship. So thank you. We'll stay engaged. Yes. Um, to follow up, that we did choose a winner uh, for our... Uh, Baby One More Time cassettes. Unfortunately, it was not Jesse here. And um, I'm going to be <laughs> shipping it out on Monday. But yeah, thank you for all the listeners yeah. staying engaged, listening to the podcast. Send this over to a Britney friend. Even if you just remember, you know, that guy who listened to Britney Spears in high school, go ahead, send this stuff over to him. He might like it. He might not. Um, we try to be very open and it's a fun, lighthearted podcast. So we would just, you know, more likely people are going to hopefully 
stay engaged with us. So follow us on Instagram, Original Delta Podcast. We're also on Twitter. And um, tag us when you're listening in, whether you're at the gym or on your way to work, whatever the case is, or if you're working and you're doing multitasking, leave us voice memos and um, yes. maybe send nudes because I need something soon. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesse, do you want to say anything before we Don't send Jesse this? nudes. Jesse's uh, an old... Uh, he's, yeah, he's married. He's I don't, I don't. Um, but you can call yeah, him cute. You can comment on his pictures you... and say, hey, he's cute. Ooh. Yeah, you can call me cute. And I was just going to say, if you are going to, like, pr- like share about the episode on your social media, pick a cute picture of me. That's all I was going to say. So this is one last thing. This is not Felipe. This is not Timothy and Felipe's podcast. This is our podcast. So we love to stay engaged with you guys and stay. It's going to motivate us. So Jesse, this is Jesse's, Jesse's definitely a part of this podcast, 100%. So definitely. continue staying engaged with us because this is our podcast and we want to talk. So we're open to feedback. Leave us a review. And um, hopefully, you know, we could get everyone on the roster soon. Anyways, I'm clearly a mess it. today. But stay engaged with us. We love you all. And um, peace <laughs> out. Jesse, stay on the line. And um, yes. Have a nice evening and day, love everyone. You guys. Bye. Thank you. Love you all. Happy Halloween. Yes. Okay. Baby, what you see is what you get. Hi, what's up? This is Britt, and I'm not in right now, so do your thing. Beep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was so excited when I found out that Lipe was starting a podcast about Britney with a friend. Um... He is one of the sweetest people I've ever met, and he's so knowledgeable about Britney, and he's met her, like, a thousand times and been to, like, all of her concerts, and I'm so jealous. So it's awesome to be able to hear from somebody that's that interested in what's going on and who's in the loop with everything, and it's nice to get informed, um, especially the way that he talks and how cute and funny he is. Um, it's just one of the most entertaining podcasts I've been listening to for the past couple of months or a month or something like that. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend, um, and love you, Lippe and keep it up.